There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, 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 and welcome to House of Goss. House of Gossip. Hog, if you will. It is your weekly dose of pop culture nourishment. Just me this week. Sophie is off jet setting with her beloved James in New York City. I'm sitting here listening to the howling wind that's outside. Oh my gosh. I walked home after going for a roast. Like a Yorkshire pudding filled with gravy is just the most soothing thing one could ever do on a Sunday. And it's one of the traditions I really love about living in London is not that I do it very often but it's just such a cosy meal and it reminds me of like Sunday dinners are a big thing in my family so it's kind of like a touch of that and I was walking home and uh, I was trying to walk off all the gravy and it was so windy I thought it felt like very final destination wind and I was just uh, really hoping something wouldn't like fly off a building or scaffolding or something and then just like bash me on the head and I was just to be found you know you can really freak yourself out walking home in the dark and the storms so I hope you're wrapped up and warm on your commute maybe you're getting ready for your day maybe you're cooking food yeah it's it's really been quite a intense January but we were talking about at the roast how much more of a bearable January this has been. I don't know how how it's been for you, but I don't know. I know it's been like Baltically cold and it's like too cold to do do things, but it hasn't been very gloomy. Like it's been very bright, uh, which I'm really enjoying. And it's second time doing dry January. It's much easier the second time, I must say, which is good. And I'm going to end it early and then just maybe not drink for a weekend in Feb just to kind of rebalance things. It's nice to do some like wholesome things because I do feel like, you know, I love getting a bit primitive, but in the winter time, obviously after Christmas, but this rule more applies to like the Novembers, the Jans, the Febs, it still is kind of winter time. And because summer is so hectic and everything, we are allowed to go into a bit of a hibernation phase where you can just kind of cocoon, get cozy get lost in a TV show, you know, it is kind of nice because then when spring comes, our energy's back, it's fun to be outside again, there's longer evenings, all that jazz. So you kind of do have to like store up all that juju. I must admit, I do love just having like some boring weeks. The one thing about Dry Jan is it just feels like one continuous week, I think. And like we're still doing loads of house bits so sometimes I just feel like I don't get any time to like blob out. And you know, when you go, you're doing a, I've learned a lot on this process of doing up a flat. I've went into this knowing diddly squat, absolutely nothing. I've definitely learned a lot. It's good like life lesson, I guess. 
but you know sometimes when you like try to fix one problem you find like five more so kind of trying to use this cocooning time to just do some spring cleanings I have bags and bags of stuff like filled with like you know old makeup old body products or whatever being like if you haven't missed these you don't even know you own these anymore so maybe it's time for them to go get out of here so just trying to do like maybe a drawer a day I say that but I haven't actually done that yet but you know look we move we live so yeah it's just nice getting a bit cozy and resetting for the year ahead I'm not one for resolutions really but I did get a new diary and my oh my do I feel great week to view from Papier the High Low podcast got me onto them I think they used to sponsor them and honestly they're just the best diaries ever it's a lovely little present to get yourself so I've just kind of spent my afternoon filling out my diary like a little nerd and I don't care between that and the traitors January is just flying by it's the last week of it this week I am so excited but I'm also kind of sad because then it's over we've a great whatsapp group going on the water cooler chats out of this tv show is absolutely phenomenal it's eventing television like no other I've never I know I spoke about it last week but I just implore you to go and watch it I've never been so out of breath watching a tv show Claudia Winkleman is so invested she's an icon for the ages She's such a good host because she's really like one of the people. She's not just kind of being like dropped in for her spots. Like when they're doing tasks, she's like right in there with them, encouraging them, giving them advice and stuff. Like she's just so really gets her hands dirty. And I think that just really sets her apart from the other presenters at the moment because she's just chef's kiss. When you're watching it with other people, the WhatsApps are going 90, people like funny takes from everyone. Ugh, yeah, so I'm happy, happy, sad because it's over this week. So, <sighs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a great, 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 great TV show. I feel like I'm busy and watching loads of things, but not actually watching that much. I feel like I've just gone back to like reruns of Modern Family, maybe because Traders are so intense. I don't know. But one thing that is coming out uh, next month, 16th Feb, Amazon Prime, is the visual concept musical movie of uh, Mrs. Jennifer Lopez for her new album, This Is Me Now. So it's 65 minutes of this kind of... I will, I'll link the, the trailer in the show notes if you haven't seen it, but it's, it's quite a... It's kind of like seven films in one. Is it a dream? Is it a reality? Is it deranged? Is it making perfect sense? I don't know. And this is where I really, I can't wait to chat about this with Sophie and I'd really miss her this week. <laughs> so we'll see what we do in the future when this movie does come out because we're going to have to watch it. But the trailer kind of shows Jennifer like in and out of different relationships and marriages because we all know she's married four times. And her friends are telling her like, we think you're a sex addict. Then she, she's divorcing, she's remarrying. And then it does it all again. She's dancing the whole way through. She's in trains. She's going to therapy. And Fat Joe is her therapist. Iconic. I haven't seen him in 20 years. Love it. And then Ben Affleck's in it. And she's riding on his motorbike. And then they're crashing. And then she's in a post-apocalyptic world. So it's very CGI. She's saying it's like the most honest she's ever been. But she's like playing herself in a movie. Which is 
it's kind of weird. It's like, just do the documentary and then be real. And like, I like the tie-in of like, this is me then album. And then this is a follow-up called This Is Me Now. Love that. Love that thread. I, I heard somebody describe it as a CGI ode to the Industrial Revolution, the trailer. And they're not wrong. Look, I, I know I love to rant about Jennifer Lewis. But when Beyonce set the standard for what a, a visual concept of an album is, and like set that standard so high that I don't, a lot of people, singers like didn't even try and do it since Beyonce did it 10 years ago. So I understand it was like only a matter of time before somebody would and no better person than J-Lo because look, the singing, the dancing, the acting, you know, she's a triple threat. This movie plays into all of that and the, the singing, the dancing, the musicalness but but I just I find it's kind of with with Jayla's such a funny one because like she's always I think like missing the mark just slightly and like this it's like how are we supposed to believe this is a movie about you or a dream about you when it's so fake and hyped up and she's just one of those people where I never think we get the real J-Lo and to compare it to Beyonce again is like Beyonce, I think, had that problem. And like there was all these rumors about Jay-Z and the, then we had the uh, cheating on her and then we had the elevator incident. And it was a bit like, Beyonce, you're singing all these songs about love. You've kind of just been in one main relationship your whole life. And like you haven't had the heartache that you're singing about. And then here comes Lemonade. And then it's like, OK, you've spoken your truth. Then that like knits fans into your life they're sewn in there, they're invested and she's t- speaking her truth, she's being honest. Chelo, like she's a walking billboard. You know, if you go onto her Instagram, she, every second post she's selling you something. Like, you know, get ready with me for the Golden Globes. First thing I put in my face, JLo Beauty. Here, drink this no secco drink I make. Watch my video on Amazon Prime. Like it's sell, 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 sell. You want to get the like scoop with me in my life? Sign up to the newsletter and then I'll tell you so I can take your data and sell you JLo beauty products. Like, And she doesn't even hide doing it. And I think by, it's like the touch of the Rita Ora's about her. And it's like, when are we going to get like the real JLo? You know, she's been married four times. Okay. Tell us about what happened with A-Rod. Like, not that she's going to like specifics, but like, I don't think that woman has been single for a day in her life. The crossovers between her and Mark Anthony into A-Rod. And then as soon as so A-Rod cheats on her and they, they looked so in love, like so in love. And I just remember her massive big wedding ring. But then as soon as that relationship, she's like, I got to win the battle of the exes. And she goes back to Ben Affleck, which takes such a huge like nostalgic box for everyone being like, oh my God, they're back together, blah, blah. It's like, you don't have time to get over someone. And she was with, she was married to these people, like with them for a long time. And then like, you're not getting over somebody if you just jump into another relationship with somebody else. Because she has just a bit of a veil of not really telling us what's going on. Or she makes great pop music, but it's like, you know, get on the floor or like, it's very like surface level. Uh, yeah, we don't get much of like the grit. And don't get me wrong, she is unbelievable. That Super Bowl performance was incredible. Like anytime she's on stage, that like, comes alive. I think just the foundation of her career is set the seed of what we're seeing now. Let's just go back and just have a little look at this to try understand 
the post-apocalyptic factory dreamscape thing that's going on in this trailer. But if we wind it back to the beginning of her career, maybe the trailer makes a bit more sense. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. So Mariah Carey's autobiography is one of the best celebrities up there with Jessica Simpson, like best celebrity memoirs to come out in the last like good few years. Me and Sophie's talked about it on the podcast loads. Listen to it, read it. It's fabulous. I would recommend listening to it because she sings at the beginning of every chapter. So who wouldn't want that? Mariah Carey, when she got discovered by Tommy Mottola from Sony, head of Sony, terribly controlling, horrible, obsessive, course of control, toxic human being, Mariah Carey got with Tommy when she was 19. She never really knew how famous she was because he he really creepily kept her in this mansion outside of New York that they called Sing Sing for some creepy reason. So Mariah breaks free and she divorces Tommy and she leaves Sony. Woohoo, freedom, hallelujah. So this obviously really annoyed Tommy Mottola. He now has uh, someone to replace on his roster and he also is coming back with a vengeance because he wants to get revenge on Mariah. So he is looking around for someone and he hears of J-Lo. She's big on like the urban charts, but hasn't really like broken it into the mainstream. And he spots her and then it's like, okay, well I have my pop audience from Mariah. Sony now it was moving into this kind of like urban space. So it's like, well, J-Lo's perfect because we can kind of pop her up. And then she still takes that like urban box for us. So basically the reason J-Lo exists is to piss off Mariah Carey. So the first song that J-Lo did with Sony was I'm Real. And they collaborated with Murder Inc. Hello, remember them? So what they do is they get I'm Real, which was meant to be for Mariah Carey. And they put like a Murder Inc. remix on it and get Ja Rule involved. It's so funny in Mariah's book, like she never mentions I'm real and she still never mentions J-Lo's name in the book at all. So like proving the ultimate put down statement of I do not know her. I don't know her when Mariah was asked about J-Lo. My favourite, favourite line that I say probably twice a day. And this is how conniving Tommy Mottola was. Mariah had a new song coming out with Ja Rule on it. And he goes, okay, what we're going to do here is we're going to get Murder Inc. We're going to get Ja Rule. We're going to remix I'm Real and we're going to get it out before Mariah so she can't release her song with Ja Rule. Oh, I'm Real then spent like five non-consecutive weeks on the Billboard Hot 100. And it's kicked off this relationship with Jennifer Lopez and Irv Gotti, who was the head of Murder Inc. at the time. They then went on to do Ain't It Funny. 
J-Lo and Irv Gotti from Murder Inc. fell out then because Irv was spilling tea about J-Lo's relationship with Puff Daddy, alluding to the fact that I'm Real was about Diddy. And then like called her a bitch in public in an interview. So their working relationship ended and so did their friendship. Ops, don't call her a bitch. So that being the origin story, if you will, of J-Lo and how she was basically manufactured by Tommy Mottola because basically all of Mariah Carey's songs were given to J-Lo. I feel like Jennifer Lopez was created to replace something. So I don't know, it just feels like it's on. It's all very like, not very solid foundations. And she was created to piss Mariah off. And it was only that it was like Tommy Mottola's revenge plot against Mariah and wanting to do her dirty. Remember her film Glitter? Look, okay, it wasn't going to win any Oscars, but he really foiled the release of that. He wouldn't let them use certain songs and all that stuff. So he's very evil, very, very evil. And I just think with J-Lo, I I don't know, it just feels like maybe she feels, okay, this is a bit of a hot take. It just, it all feels a bit like fake or something. And then now creating this movie where you're like, playing yourself in a movie and saying that it's like the most honest thing you've ever done but it's also you're playing a character who's like a sex addict and the the sex addict thing really gets me because it's like that's kind of like a like obviously that's a real addiction and people need help for it but it's kind of like out of all the addictions it's kind of like the one that makes you look a bit cool and like oh I'm so sexy it's kind of like a backhanded compliment or not a backhand, like a, a humble brag or something. I don't know. It doesn't sit well. I need Sophie to challenge me on this. <laughs> and like, as much as these two ladies deny it, like the feud runs so deep. And yeah, it's just given us the best put down ever. Like, I, I don't know her. I do not know her. I don't know her. Speaking of I don't know hers, another little put down that was in the news this week that just made me lol. Uh, Most Def, or who how he's now known as Yasin Bay, was on the Cutting Room Floor podcast and he him and Drake have had a bit of a feud for a while. Okay, scene set. For me, Drake, for su- someone with such sad songs in the beginning of his career, what I loved him about him as a performer was he brought such energy. When he came up through the ranks... He was doing collabs with James Blake. He was doing songs with Subtract. You know, he really came up in the like electronic scene, the dance scene. Like he was kind of everywhere and nowhere. And then obviously just exploded into the mainstream. But like his approach was so different to like how we've kind of seen other rappers break through. And it seemed so like underground and people really discovered him. And he kind of came up through the roots. His albums were like amazing. I remember Take Care. Oh God, such a good one. I, I saw him like two or three times in a year. It was, and like to see him perform live and there's all these like really sad songs and there he's like bouncing around the stage. And then that, like and, uh, the album that came out after that when he realised how famous he was and all he does is complain about like, I'm so lonely in my mansion. And he said some really misogynistic things and like he just, he's, I've, re- I've lost him now. Like get over yourself. Go back to rapping about your mom. And being heartbroken, I just think he's really dr- drank the Hollywood Kool-Aid and like everybody loves me. It's like, oh, I just feel like the ego's gone crazy. Anyway, that's no news. Yeah, so I really, really agree with Yasin Bey on this. So he said, Drake is pop to me. 
in the sense that like if I was at Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of is that's so true. It's just such a great put down. Especially from somebody as respected as most F, like, and with an ego as big as Drake's. I'm just like, oh, saucer of milk. Ugh, such a crispy burn. Crispy, crispy burn. I think when you get as big as Drake, he does fall into pop because who else is getting played at Target? Like, it is, it's music for the masses. Like, you can't get that successful. And then that many people buy records and expect not to be like, the gen pop not love you so oh anyway it also really reminded me of the rihanna and sierra twitter exchange of 2011 fame so it all started when sierra was on um ease fashion police god throwback do you remember that what a toxically horrible show we always used to religiously watch rihanna came up and because she was at the brits and Sierra said, oh, I ran into her recently at a party and but she wasn't the nicest. And it's crazy because I've always loved and respected her and what she's done with fashion. I've ran into her before, but this time it wasn't the most pleasant run in. And Rihanna must have been watching the show because she tweeted right after. My bad. See, did I get forget to tip you? Hashtag how rude of me. Then Sierra goes, trust me, Rihanna, you don't want to see me on or off the stage. And then Rihanna replies, you gangster, huh? Ha. <laughs> and she added, good luck booking that stage you, sorry, good luck booking that stage you speak of. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I don't know her. I do not know her. It's back to those days where celebs were like feuding on Twitter and just did not care. And they're basically like texting in public, like when they're apologizing, Rihanna was like, Sierra, baby, I love you, girl. You hurt my feelings real bad on TV. I'm heartbroken. That's why I retaliated this way. So sorry. Hashtag let's make up. Sierra goes, pure comedy. Re, you know it's always been love since day one. Doing shows slash everything. You threw me off in that party. Apology accepted. Let's chat in person. Like what? Oh, iconic. Oh, so bring back the days of celebrity fuse because I feel like nobody does it anymore because everyone's too polite and afraid of getting cancelled so yeah that's a crack I um, hope you enjoyed this solo app so if you'll be back next week to probably retaliate on all my JLo comments before I go we'll just do a quick recommendation have you seen the daylist feature on Spotify so Spotify like make the algorithm makes you like a little playlist every day but it changes the name on it every day so you just type in Daylist and it'll give you like what they think you should be listening to, listening to that day. And some of the names are really funny. A few people in work have had like really good names. Mine have been so-so, but it's a lovely way to like discover new music. Today, mine is called Daylist, Modern Soul Jazzy Night for this windy Sunday. But go and do it yourself. Like it's so, everyone's unique. It picks loads of like good ones. I've got Cleo Sol on there, Salt, Ezra Collective. Oh God, loads of Salt. Yasmin Lacey. Oh my God, this knows me better than I know myself. Okay, that's gonna narrate my getting ready for bed routine. Anyway, hope you have a blessed week. You can follow us on Instagram at Soph underscore Lions or at Classy Cabana. We will be back next week to discuss the local pop culture of the day. Thank you very much for listening. 
don't forget to follow us you can rate us you can review us we would really really love that and tara have a lovely evening and don't go changing support comes from ServiceNow, the ai platform for business transformation you've heard the hype around ai the truth is ai is only as powerful as the platform it's built into ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.